Sefton Rani's first solo show with the gallery, Industrial Plantations, has been a huge hit. In this short episode, he explains a little more about the inspiration behind his work and his background as an artist. Also, make sure you don't miss the essay by Andrew Paul Wood on the website. We'll put a link for this in the description. Sefton, thank you for joining us today. Uh, before we talk about the show, I'd be interested in learning how your journey as an artist all began. So, as a child, I always drew. Um, and at high school, I took art all the way through. Um, but my art teacher always told me that I wasn't good enough to go to art school, so I, I didn't follow that, that road. And it was when I was in my early 40s that's when I kind of stood back and looked at my life and thought, here's a window of opportunity to just to give it a go, basically. Um, and so quit my job, went into the, into the studio to try and work out what it was to be an artist. And that's, that's what I followed for the last nine years. Can you, can you speak a little about the title of this show? So the show's called Industrial Plantations. And it's a nod to migrant labourers that came to New Zealand, uh, my father being one of them in the 60s, who came from the Pacific to earn money to send back home. And they transplanted themselves here and stopped working in plantations and the labour then moved into factories. And so that was my thought behind the titling of the show, um, that there was a, an industrial nature, there was a, a hard labour, there was, there was toil, and they just moved that from an organic field into an, an industrial factory setting. Is, is most of the work in the show recent work? Uh, so all of the work was created within the last six months and most of it has been created this year. So basically the, the, the finalising of the works started the first week of 2022 um, and because of the way that I work. So most of the work is created with dried paint skins. So it's about creating a, a library of work or a, a library of product. And then at the end of the, I'm just collaging the work together. So it actually the final part comes together quite quickly, but the actual production of the, the material is what takes the time just to dry in the sun. Because a lot of the pieces are maybe 30 layers thick. So there's a layering, there's a drying, there's a another layering and it, it just takes time to to dry the paint and then once it's peeled off to actually have it sit there and just cure. How did paint become such an important narrative in these works for you? So my father worked in the paint factory all his life and when I was young I worked in a paint factory as well just for periods. So when you see paint in a 10,000 litre tank when you see spillage, when you see detritus, uh, you understand that paint doesn't come out of a tube and it's like a lipstick on a, on a surface. Actually, it can be an object. Um, it can be a solid material, as solid as wood. Um, you know, and however thick, however dense you want it to be, it can be uh, really luscious, like a glaze, like, like pottery, um, if you apply flame to it. It'll react in different ways depending on the, the paint. So sometimes it'll melt, sometimes it'll bubble, sometimes it'll scorch. 
And so it's an investigation into that and understanding when I was in the factory that the paint can be all these things. It became quite natural for me to want to continue to continue with that and, and to honour the, the, the toil and the work for those people making the product. In the show, there's about 200 litres of paint and you know, it's probably the equivalent of painting 10, 15 houses. So over that four week period when I was creating those skins, there was a lot of toil, there's a lot of time in the sun, there's a lot of sweat just to create the raw material in order to put those pieces together. Listeners can view your work on the Scott Laurie Gallery website, but let's talk uh, a little about a couple of the works in the show. Um, in particular, Urban Tapper is a really striking and imposing piece. Can you talk a little about that work? So the piece Urban Tapper uh, is a large piece made from paint casts from tyres. Um, so when I'm creating pieces using the tyre works, I'm thinking about uh, traditional tapa, which is, you know, it's a bark that's been soaked, it's been beaten to form a cloth, and then it's layered up with motifs, it's, um, and the motifs are created either through straight painting with a brush, uh, through rubbings, through stencils. Um, and in a similar way, I want to honour that tradition, but do it in a, a new contemporary way. And with that piece, you'll see that there's a whole string of cast tyres. Um, they bring through that repetitive motif, that repetitive patterning. Um, using that motif, you start looking at travel, you start thinking about journeys. Um, the piece in the show is landscape. So when I lay these things landscape, I'm thinking about uh, life journeys, about people's um, just their experiences. Um, often when I make these pieces, if they're vertical, then I'm thinking more of ascension, maybe spiritual growth or maybe someone passing. Uh, but the piece in the show is a, is a landscape piece and it's, it's a journey of not only myself, but of Pacific people that have come from the Pacific to this new place in, in New Zealand to earn money and to, um, to create new lives for, and opportunities for themselves. And how about the title piece of the show? Uh, so the, the title piece is called Industrial Plantations. Um, it's made out of paint skins that have been cast on cans. Um, the cans have been weathered, um, so you'll see little bits of rust and, that have been pulled into the paint. Um, I see this piece, physically it's a landscape piece, um, but I actually read it as a landscape. So if you think of yourself looking down on, on the work, uh, when I was spending time in Tibet, you'd be up in the mountains, you'd look into the valleys and you would see uh, these rapeseed fields of yellow, um, different hues, depending on where the, the flowers were in their life cycle. Um, and I sort of equate that to this, where you have plantations in the Pacific, you're thinking about, uh, you know, Pacific people there working the plantations to grow food for their families, uh, but then coming to New Zealand, uh, working in factories and toiling in a different way in order to, to provide for their families. Um, the corrugations on the cans for me, when, I, when I'm creating them, I'm thinking about New Zealand, I'm thinking about the corrugations that you see on roofs, the corrugations you see on fences. So there's those themes of shelter and protection. 
um, but also from the same side, you know, instead of looking down on it and thinking of a, a field, you could also be looking down on a suburb and seeing all those corrugated roofs um, down below. So your work is very sculptural. Um, so can, can you talk us through some of the processes involved in creating these works? So the work itself is made out of paint skins. Um, some of those paint skins are only a layer thick. Some of them are up to 30 layers or some of them are poured. So some of the paint is actually a couple of centimetres thick. Uh, the opportunity for me is to kind of put that painting on steroids um, and to see how much I can stress and how much I can challenge the material. Um, one of the pieces in the show is made uh, by literally putting 30 layers of paint on a 44 gallon drum and then peeling it off so it becomes very sculptural. And it wouldn't surprise me if going forward, I take that further. Um, if someone would sponsor me, I'd love to be able to cast a house, for example, and have like a, a huge, almost glove of a house. Uh, but I, I think that the work will definitely become more sculptural as I try and challenge the paint even further than I have already. The works in this show are obviously linked in many ways to your cultural heritage um, and the journey of migrants to New Zealand. But these works are not what many people would be familiar with in traditional Pacifica art, I guess. The work I, I describe as postmodern Pacific art. Um, I see myself as a Pacific artist. My father was born in the Cook Islands. Uh, my mother is European. And so I stand in this kind of no man's land where I'm not Pacific and I'm not European. From a Pacific side, Maybe because my mother's European, they don't see me as fully Pacific because I wasn't born there or because I don't speak the language. But also from my mother's side, because I'm European, people will you know, look at me as, as half-caste. They'll call me a coon or things like this. And so I straddle that, that world. Um, and I like to think of the work as moving away from the traditional motifs and marks that that people associate with Pacific art and try and make it contemporary from a Pacific artist that wasn't born in the Pacific, that's born in a urban environment, that's born in a city um, that has influences not only from the Pacific but from from the West, uh, from Asia and, and places of that nature. So it's not that it's a mashup, but I really do want to create a new, just a new view of what Pacific art can be. A special thanks for Sefton Rani for taking time to talk with us today. And you can learn more about his work and practice at the gallery website at scottlaurie.com.